Hilchot Bechorot Perek Bet. So in the last chapter we explained how a Bechor is really one of Matenot Kehuna, only the Kohen may have it. If the Bechor, if the animal is Tamim, then when the Bet HaMikdash is there, Pimhera Beyamenu, uh, the, the, it's Kadashim Kalim, it's brought as a, as a Korban that's going to be eaten, it's going to be eaten by the Kohanim. The Emurim are burned, the blood is thrown on the Mizbeah, and that's the end of it. However, if the animal has a mum, then the, the animal itself is Holin, anything can be done with it by anyone, except that it's a property of the Kohanim, it could be gifted to any Kohen, that the owner of this Bechor chooses. And so whether an animal has a mum or not is an extremely relevant query, question. And as I, say, as I said in the last chapter, there used to be a spe- special semicha just for um, approving a mum of a Bechor to, to permit it to be eaten. And that's the, sub- sub- the topic of this, of this chapter. What are the mumim that make the, the Bechor ra'uy le'achila, that make the Bechor holin? הלכה א', כל המומין הקבועין הפוסטין את הקדשים ונפדין עליהם, אם נפל אחד מהם בבכור, הרי זה נשחט עליו בכל מקום. Any mum that is קבועה, mum קבועה means a mum that's not temporary, that would invalidate קדשים, and the one for which פדיון is available, if any of them happens in the בכור, then the בכור can be נשחט anywhere. In other words, not only בחוץ לארץ. וכבר בארנו אותן המומים בהלכות איסורי המזבח, ושראוי מהן להיות בזכר שבעה ושישים. And we already mentioned which those are in, in uh, איסורי המזבח, and the ones that are applicable for the בכור are 67. So there is a few more than 67, there is 73, however, uh, there is six that are not applicable for, for the בכור. So that's why Armum says 67. הלכה ב'. וכל הדברים שמנינו שם שאין הקורבן מהם מן המובחר ואין הקודשים קרבים בהן ולא נבדין עליהן, כך אין הבכור נשחט עליהם ולא קרב, אלא היא עומדת שיברל למום קבוע. And all of those מומים that we explained there, in other words, in הלכות איסורי מזבח, that are מומים that do, do not invalidate the קורבן to the point that it's ראוי לפדיון, but however, they do invalidate it from the point of view that we should not bring it to the Mizbeah, then the halacha is the same there as here, and that is that you may not eat this Bechor, the Kohen cannot treat as Holin, it's not also a, a Korban, and therefore we just wait for it to get a different Mum. So to a Mum that's temporary, we wait until it has one of the Mumim that is permanent. הלכה ג' וכן אם נעברה בו עבירה או שהרג, נעברה בו עבירה if, if uh, a sin was made through it, is a euphemism for bestiality, או שהרג or the בכור killed a human being and therefore it needs to be, it needs to be killed, בעד אחד או על פי הבעלים and this was done with one witness or uh, it's uh, by the admission of the owner <coughs> Um, and this is the, the reason this animal should, uh, is allowed to be eaten is because there is no two witnesses. If there was two witnesses, then the animal needs to be executed, not only killed, executed. And something that's executed is not 
iznater mutar behanaa. Iriayachi polbomum, then the case here as well is that it should be let um, pasture until a mum happens. Kemosha be'anu bilchotisura mizbeach, like it was explained in Chotisura mizbeach, perit gimal. Halachadalit. Yosef Dofen. Yosef Dofen is something born through cesarean. In other words, not through a vaginal delivery, but Dofen, one of the walls of the uterus, um, through some kind of a surgical procedure. Vehabaharav. And so too, if there is, uh, if there was such a procedure, and then there is a second. So the, the first one is not really peterechem. It never inaugurated the uterus because it came through one of the walls. But the next one is already not the first one. So although it's the first one to be born vaginally, it's not the first one that, 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 that was born. Therefore, neither is a bechor. Even if the first one was a female, and that's the one that came through cesarean, and the second one was the male, and that's the one that first through natural delivery, the second one is not considered a bechor. If a Bechor has this condition which we mentioned before, which is it presents the anatomy of both female and, uh, and, and male reproductive organs at the same time, that's Anderoginas, then this is uh, just like as if it were a female that had been born, which would not be a Bechor and would not have the Kedusha and the Kohen would not have any rights over it. <coughs> and not only that, but one may treat it as it would treat any animal that doesn't have kedusha, can work with it, can use its uh, its wool. However, if the condition is tomtom, which is that the reproductive organs are covered, we don't know if it's female or male, it's safek. And therefore, if it has a mum, then we don't care, right? Because if it was a male, then a mum would make it permissible to eat. And if it, do, if it was a female, then it doesn't matter. And so it wasn't a bechor to begin with, so it could be eaten. Ben shahitil ma'im mimekom zachrut. Ben shahitil mimekom nakwut. And we don't care in this, in this uh, situation, <coughs> even if we see through the... the um, the, the way that it excretes urine, there may be some hints as to which reproductive organ it really has. It doesn't matter to us. The halacha is the same here. Halacha vav. Rachel sheyaladake min ez, oed sheyaladake min Rachel, patur min abechora. Shene emar ach bechor shor. If the kid of the animal of of the sheep looks like a goat, or a goat looks like a sheep, sheep. And obviously it's not that they are genetically different, but they just look that way. It's a looks kind of comment. This is patur from the Bechorash, Emar ach bechor shor. The Torah says ach, which means uh, but, which, which is a word that Chachamim used to narrow the circumstances under which this is applied. And the narrowing here is that only if it looks like it. So, we require that the father, the, the mother, or the, or the father is is a specific, specified animal. In this case, an ox, and so to the kid. And if if it does look a little more 
like like the mother, then it would be bechor, but it would be a bechor that has a mum. Because what could be a worse kind of blemish, a mum, than, than something that doesn't look like it's supposed to look? So if even if if a cow sorry so uh, the fact that it's baal mum means that it can be eaten but it's a property of the kohen so continuing this very point even if it's a cow that gives birth to a calf that looks like fully like a donkey um and but it's still you can tell that it's a cow so this is would be a behor to the kohen which has a mum and why is that because Unlike the in the first case, which which we have a goat looking like a sheep or a sheep looking like a goat, the beginning of the halacha, which for which we have a special derasha ach bechor shor, the derasha would not apply here because we are talking about two species that have a different kind of dine bechora. One is a hamor, one is a para. Oilu mina hamor ish podin bechora. Aval im yalda min suso gamal. However, <coughs> if it looks like a different animal, it doesn't have the bechora, like a horse or a camel, then even if it has uh, characteristics of a cow, this would be a safek bechor, and when it's a safek, and we don't know if it's a property of the kohen or of the owner, then we apply the rules of safekot in mamonot, and therefore... It's a matter of possession. Whoever has possession has the case resolved for his favor. There is a, a, an isur of hatalat mum baqadashim. One may not, on purpose, um, apply a blemish or cause a blemish on something that belongs to, to the Mizbeyah or the Bet HaMikdash. And so the same would apply with a Bechor. So if somebody puts a mum, causes a mum on a Bechor, he has done a Avera, and Hachamim made a, um, a penalty that although this animal should now have a mum, um, this mum would not count, not for making it permissible until this animal gets another mum that wasn't caused on purpose. However, this penalty is personal, and therefore, if the person who caused the blemish dies, and then this animal is inherited to his son, let's say it was a Kohen, and the Kohen wanted to eat this animal, made the mum on purpose, and then dies, then the son... <coughs> He's allowed to rely on this blemish because it wasn't him the one who caused it. If the person does enough things with the intent, with the intent, willfully, to indirectly cause a blemish on the Bechor. For example, 
um, put something on the ear of, of the donkey so that or the donkey or, or, the, or the goat so that a a, a, a actually not a donkey but a, a goat so that a, a, a dog or any other animal any other animal would come and try to to grab that piece and in the process of doing so of trying to do so they cut off the the ear of the animal rendering it ba'al mum or makes it walk through places that are going to make its its leg be cut etc or if he says explicitly to somebody who is not jewish to do a mum then this will be blemishes that cannot be relied on for shahita zehakilal kol mum shina'asa lidato asur lishhud alav and this is the rule which we are going to elaborate a little further. If the mum, if the blemish was done with or through the intent, the ato means the intent of the of the owner, then uh, this doesn't count. The, the mum doesn't count. There is a kenas, personal kenas. If, however, it was not the intent of the owner, then this mum would count. Halachatit. <coughs> אמר, אילו נפל בבחור זה מום, הייתי שוחטו. ושמע הגוי ועשה בו מום, הרי זה שוחט עליו שלנו נעשה בדעתו. If it's not his intent, but he's the, the cause of it, how so? He mentioned to the goy, hey, listen, goy, um, I have this animal here, it's a bechor, I can't do anything with it. He, he really didn't intend the goy to do anything out of this, but he provided the goy with the information that should a mum happen, this animal can be eaten now, and the goy from his own volition went and did the mum, then although he caused it, because he didn't intend it, then this mum counts. Halachayod, re'inu she'asa ma'asya margilatil mum, ve'nafal bo mum, ve'n'anu yod'ayim imitkaven la mum o lo nitkaven, ha'reze lo yishchot alav. Kesad, keron she'natan lo se'odim be'makom da'chuk mesulak be'atzim, וכיוון שאכל נחלקה שפתו, אפילו היה חבר, הרי זה לא ישחוט עליו, וכן כל כיוסה בזה. Um, so, if, if we see the person doing something that usually it's a kind of action that will be done by cheaters to try to cause a mum, and then a mum happens, then the presumption is that that mum was, was because of that reason, and therefore we forbid this person from uh, doing shahita to this bechor. For example, if uh, the, somebody feeds the animal, the bechor, on top of something very sharp, and then the bechor proceeds to cut its, its lips in a way that renders it ba'al mum, then even if the person is haver, haver is somebody who is certified as trustworthy for terumotum asrot, <coughs> and sorry, for tumavetahora, um, we, we we still would not would not let this person um, get away with it. Not that we are sure that he did it on purpose, but as as a rule, we deem this kind of mum as something that should not be relied upon. Perhaps because of what others might think. Who knows? Yod Aleph. Haya bechor rodefet haadam uatok tordo. If the Bechor was running after a person and the person trying to defend himself kicks the Bechor or kicks the Bechor 
even without the Bechor running after him, because it, it has run after him and he doesn't want this to repeat itself, then this, is, this kind of, of uh, kicking, this kind of kick wasn't designed to cause a moon. So even though it causes a moon, this moon is fine. Halachayot <laughs> bet. Ketanim shehitilu moon babechor drech sehok. Bechina goy shasa ledato. Children that are playing with the Bechor and through their play, very rough play obviously, uh, cause a mum, or a goy that nobody told them anything and, and he goes ahead and does a mum, then this is fine to do shechita, unless they did it in order to be matir. I don't know how to reconcile this halacha, which... which um, which says, But then, if, if they do it in order to, 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 to cause the Bechor to become permissible, it sounds from here that if a Goy comes and causes a Mum on purpose, in order to make the animal uh, be Baal Mum, and therefore Mufala Shechita, this doesn't count, although we said, here, that uh, and we said also above that even if I am the one who equips the goy with this information, oh, you know what? If if a mum happens to this bechor, then I'll be able to eat it, and then the goy proceeds to do the mum. That's permitted. So I don't know how to reconcile this halachot. Something to think about. Bechor <coughs> Uh, they used to have so if, if a Bechor has um, some uh, concentration of blood somewhere I don't know exactly what it means but uh, you can imagine uh, it's either a medical condition that they, they used to think that you treat it that way or that literally blood accumulated because of a, some trauma somewhere and the, the owner drains it, so he doesn't mean to create a moon, but through the draining, if a moon happens, then that's fine because he didn't mean to do a moon. This is something that was actually pretty common, and they presumably would do this almost every time invariably. Before the Bechor is born, in other words, while it still is in the womb of the, of the mother animal, one may go inside there, inside the womb, and cause a mum uh, on purpose. And, and then when the Bechor is born, it will already be Mutar. This is only permissible while the Mikdash is not built, because inevitably, all we can do with this Bechor is wait until it has a Mum. So Chachamim did not forbid to accelerate this process, so long as you do it within the womb. Halacha Tetvav By the way, one more thing that can be done to, to, to permit the Bechor is also to make it Yosef Dofen. A witness that testify secondhand, this is hearsay, that, that a certain mum 
happened accidentally. That testimony, although it's, although it's unacceptable in, in court for many things, for this particular purpose, it's acceptable. Even a woman who is not in other circumstances, for this case, just like for Isurim, uh, um, so we accept one witness, we accept hearsay, we accept female testimony, we accept everything to, to permit a mum and to remove it from the presumption that the mum was done on purpose. Halachat et zayin. כל המומים הראויים לבוא בידי האדם נאמן הרועי עליהם לומר מאלה נפלו ולא נעשו בכוונה וישתחט עליהם. Every mum that usually can be caused on purpose by, by a human being, the shepherd himself still would be, would, even though the shepherd has an interest to say that, that, that this mum happened accidentally, <coughs> the shepherd... Um, because obviously if the shepherd is shepherding the, the let's say the owner is a kohen the shepherd is shepherding this this uh, sheep that is a bechor and then uh, the sheep has a mum and then the the the, the master the, the kohen is going to make a barbecue is going to invite the shepherd so the shepherd is interested in finding a mum that's not on purpose but we don't suspect that the shepherd did this mum purpose and then lied to us and all of this is when the Ro'eh is Jewish and the Bechor already was in the possession of the Kohen. So it's only a question of, of speeding up the process of the Mum, not changing uh, ownership. However, if the I said Israeli Jewish, Israeli from Israel, sorry, from, from uh, not Kohen, not Levi. But if the Ro'eh, the shepherd, is Kohen, and then the Bechor is owned by an Israel. Therefore, you can see what can happen here. The Kohen is very highly incentivized to find a moon because the owner might then give it to the shepherd as a present. Then the person is not trustworthy to say that this moon, which was a moon that can be caused usually by human hand, happened and we actually do have the concern maybe this was the shepherd that did this so we have here two Kohanim, one owns the Bechor, the other one is a friend, and the friend, Kohen, is the one telling the owner that the mum that happened was, was an accidental mum, meaning that the owner can now eat the Bechor. And we don't suspect that there is a conflict of interest here in that one, one scratches the back of the other, uh, expecting uh, reciprocation later on, because although we do suspect Kohanim from uh, causing a mum on purpose so that they can eat the meat outside Yerushalayim, it makes the, the animal much more valuable, we don't suspect them to lie, to be hoteh, in order to benefit someone else. So we only are hoshesh if they are benefiting themselves, but because they are benefiting some, somebody else, we are not hoshesh. <coughs>
And the rule here is She'en Adam Hotel Aher. So even his family members also are within this rule that we don't think that they'll lie on the, for the sake of somebody else, except for the wife, because the wife is not really somebody else. Husband and wife are considering halakha as a single person for many instances. The Bechor was already owned by the Kohen. It had a mum, and comes somebody else, a single witness, to say that this mum happened accidentally. But what we don't know, so we know that the mum was accidental, but we don't know if, is if, this is, if this is a mum that is sufficient to permit it for Shechita or not. And then the Kohen that owns the Bechor, he's the one who says, well guys, thank you for telling me there is a moon that was accidental. I now went without anyone else seeing me in the middle of the night to, to a hacham that, is, that has a micha for hatarat uh, mumim of Bechorot. And he told me it's fine. We still believe him because the, the only presumption that we have, pursuant to which we do not trust the Kohen, is to find a mum, not to, 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 to relate, relate to us that the mum was found to be sufficient. And why is that? Because the consequence of this mum not being enough would be that the Kohen would now be eating Kadashim outside Bet Amikdash, which is Karet, and they are very careful about this. So that's why we trust them. Yotet. V'chen ne'eman ha'kohen omar al-bechor ba'almum bechor zin netano li Yisrael b'mumo v'lo nafal b'rshuti. So too, a kohen that has a bechor that is ba'almum, presumably he's selling it or something like that, and somebody asks, hey, how come you're selling this bechor? Is it kosher? I want to know. So he says, yeah, this bechor has a mum, and it was and it was given to me already having a mum by an Israel. So this was Matanot Keunam. When I received it, don't think that I went ahead and I received the Bechor without mum and then I caused the mum myself. Rather, the mum was there already when I received it. So we, we trust the Kohen. We are allowed to take him at his word. Because this is something that uh, in, in, the, in the language of the Gemara, Milta... It's, it's something that that's something that is that is bound to be found out eventually. It's falsifiable. It's something that if somebody's lying, then we have a way to verify that information. And because we have a way, a way to verify the information, the Gemara oftentimes uses this rule to add trustworthiness to the statement. So if I say there is a red car parked outside my house right now, you should, be, you should be entitled to rely on my word. And there should be some trustworthiness to what I'm saying. Why is that? Because it's very easy to find out if it's true or not true. And therefore, I'm not going to risk being caught in such a flagrant lie so easily. That's, that's the rationale behind this rule. And the Kohen obviously doesn't want... He's not going to lie when you can then go to 
to, to ask, oh yeah, really? What Israel gave this to you? What's his name? Where does he live? And then you go and ask the original owner and he says, no, when I gave it to him, it had no moon. So the Kohen is not going to risk being caught on this lie. Baruch Amen.